today on the news and why it matters. An update on impeachment and uh, John Bolton's leaked manuscript. Also, new 2020 polls show some bad news for Joe Biden. Got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Monday. I am Sarah Gonzalez uh, here with, uh, let me tell you, an all-star panel today. You're going to hear a lot from these guys. We've got the one and only Glenn Beck with us today. I prefer to be called Colonel. I'm sorry. Colonel Sanders or Glenn Beck? I don't think you need to go into it. I am a Kentucky Colonel. Okay. okay? <laughs> I am legitimately a Kentucky Colonel. You can throw the Sanders after that, but I am a legitimate Kentucky Colonel. <laughs> we've got double Colonels here yes. today because we've also got uh, Colonel Alan West back with us today. So. I got ambushed. You didn't tell me that the Kentucky <laughs> Colonel was going to be here. Okay? I have a feeling you outrank me. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Well, the Kentucky Derby, I don't. And, uh, filmmaker and founder of uh, Share Together, Yaku Boyens. Thank you guys thank for you. being here. Got a lot to get into. First, we would like to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So I have to tell you, I thought of something this morning as I'm reading about the, um, what is it, the uh, corona coronavirus. Virus. Mm -hmm. They now have put 50 million people behind a wall somewhere. I mean, yeah. and they're telling everybody, don't go outside, don't do anything. If you don't have food, mm -hmm. if you, nobody's delivering to your house, we haven't seen anything like this, thank God, and hopefully we won't see anything like this again, but we haven't seen anything since like 1918, where back at 19- It's the largest quarantine ever, right? Yeah. That's what I heard. Who else could do it? Yeah. <laughs> Who else could do it? Only the Chinese. I mean, that's crazy. Let's get some stock in Uber Eats. Right. They won't deliver. <laughs> what you need is my Patriot supply. And uh, right now they have two weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, and dinners. It keeps for 25 years in storage, and it comes in this really convenient box. You can, you know, if, you're getting, if you need to take it and run because you're running from the coronavirus, whatever the case may be, it <laughs> is there <laughs> for you. Uh, you can go to preparewiththeblaze.com. Save 45% right now on that two-week supply kit. It is preparewiththeblaze.com. Don't wait until the emergency happens. Be prepared. Prepare with prepare with the uh, So, of course, Trump's defense, uh, you know, they were it happened all over this weekend. I know it was kind of unfortunate because everyone was talking about it during the week. And then we flowed into the weekend. And once, you know, Trump's defense team started getting started, laying out their case, uh, giving their arguments, not as much coverage on it. Um, I just want to give a little bit of a brief overview before we get into the conversation of uh, what it looked like with the, the whole brigade, the impeachment managers walking all of their evidence over to uh, to the floor. Watch. Gotta love the music. Schiff could actually he he could actually pull that stormtrooper out. You know the guy who was you know <laughs> you know always was killed by Darth Vader like. <laughs> Because he did something wrong on the Death Star. <laughs> yes. Shiv is kind of like that guy. They were always like kind of mealy mouth, kind of, you know, really thin yeah. and creepy looking. That's I, him. I, I was already the, yeah. protruding a like, little bit. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that is him. Uh, so I want to get all of your thoughts on, you know, how the impeachment trial is going. But let's also talk about uh, throw into the equation. John Bolton, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, of course, Sunday came under fire over a report that was published in The New York Times that said that his upcoming in his upcoming book, uh, President Donald Trump directly tied financial assistance to Ukraine if they would announce an investigation into candidate Joe Biden. So, of course, from Maggie Haberman, she tweeted out, Bolton book draft uh, circulated to associates sent to White House for review process, describes a conversation with POTUS where he says he doesn't want to release. I want to pay really close attention to these words. He doesn't want to release withheld aid till Ukraine turned over material related to investigations. Glenn. I, for one, I know... John Bolton. I know you know John Bolton. I know him quite well. Um, I have to tell you, I am sick and tired of people um, going to work for our government and then having something big, some big scandal, something that's really bad for the country. But wait, wait, wait. I need some cash to tell you in a book. John Bolton, this I think this is despicable. There is nothing more pressing in our nation right now than to either remove the president because he did something wrong or put the president back on solid ground. Mm -hmm. What does he do? He writes a book and then it goes in and who releases it? I don't know if you saw the Breitbart article, but we haven't been able to verify it ourselves. Uh, But if that's true, it looks like somebody else that was in the same line of testimony that we've already seen releases the book I mean, think about the timing of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the yep. the 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 uh, uh, Trump finally gets his say. It's on a Saturday, mm-hmm. so nobody's paying attention to it. Then the Sunday, right before you get anything that is saying, "Okay, this is what they're going to do," this is released. CNN is all over it. They're starting to promote the book. They hate this guy. Yeah. They yep. hate this guy. And yet they're all finding him so credible. Mm-hmm. It's it stinks to high heaven. And uh, honestly, I think John Bolton should be ashamed of himself. To Glenn's point, Colonel, uh, there was a, a live link to pre-order his book shortly after this oh, yeah. scoop dropped. Coincidentally, right? No, no, it's not coincidental. And and it takes me back to what they say in the Middle East. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly right. And that's why CNN has all of a sudden adopted him. I wish these people would follow the model of uh, General Mattis. Yeah, there may have been some, you know, back and forth between him and the president. But, you know, he kept the high ground. He was not going to allow himself to be drugged down to the muck and the mire to try to attack and undermine the president because he understood that he served this country. He served at the behest of the president. And what I see happening right now, I don't know if John Bolton needs to be back in the news cycle if his ego is so starved. But I do find this very petty and maybe a little bit vindictive. Uh, I find it un-American. I find it it almost anti-American because we're dealing with... This isn't like, hey, he said this and she said that and and a squabble. This is should the man be impeached or not? Yeah, there's nothing that go that is bigger than that than war. But, you know, Glenn, you and I were talking about earlier. We were all talking about earlier. Quid pro quo and all this stuff happens every single day. Of course it does. On Capitol Hill. Every time a lobbyist comes up and says, you know, here's something that I want you to look at and, you know, maybe they'll, I'll take you out to lunch. Here's a $5,000 check for your campaign. 
you know, it happens every single day. So I am sick and tired of people that are acting like they have some type of moral high ground when they participate in it all the time. And again, like we said, when Barack Obama came out and said, after my reelection, I'll have more flexibility. Nobody said anything about that. Mm -hmm. Nobody said a word. And I said the lobbying system is that whole system just lends to quid pro quo. But interesting, if you were to release a book, Mr. Beck, like you have so many times (laughs) and your media team did their job as they normally do, would they not? capitalize on this situation is that's exactly what's happening. Let me tell you. People in his ear timing this, playing it like a fiddle, understanding that they all want to ride the coattails of the guy in the White House that they want to fire bullets at, right? Mm. Let me tell you how this, how this happened in my opinion. You have a big book publishing house that I have been with as my last book with that publishing house. Um, And I've been with them for years. They've had a change at the top. The guy who paid $8 million for Hillary's book that I don't even think left the warehouse ever. Okay, (laughs) And they are looking for tie it to anything. Tie it to all books. Tie it to anything. So they're coming to him and they're saying, you have something to say. We'll pay you a lot of money. So he doesn't tell the American people. Because they're bribing him, saying, tell it to us first so we can capitalize on it. Mm -hmm. We're going to bottle it. Yeah, we're going to bottle it. We'll package it. But you have to time it. you got to write it quickly because we have to have it out during the impeachment. If if it's completely written already or not. You know, we'll see. It's probably still in the edit because I feel like they're pushing it. And it's orchestrated by the publisher. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No question. But But this publisher happens to have political ideology as well. Mm. And that's what upsets me because when you came back to talking about being un-American or even anti-American, we have to start thinking about our country. Yeah. Yes. And started thinking about our own little rice bowls and, and what is good for me and, and promoting my business, promoting my publishing house, promoting myself. And you know, for a person that has been on battlefields, you know, spent 22 years in the military, that is what I find the most despicable, is that when you have men and women of honor, integrity, and character, that we have people like this that rise up to be in the highest echelons of our government. You know, the, the, books of, the books of our soldiers are always the best stories mm-hmm. about us. And I have no problem with them profiting off of the best stories mm-hmm. of their service. The stuff that comes out of Washington is always the worst. And it's, it, it is the difference between the life of our republic and the death of our republic yeah. in this particular case it goes to just knock the legs out yeah. from underneath the republic. It's, For it's, cash? It's unpatriotic. And Colonel, you just said something that really hits my heart. Mm-hmm. What is a country? A country is people. Yeah. And they like to separate in the public space country from people. There's almost a divide. They speak about this country, but they're willing to completely abuse the people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what's happening here. This is just a, this is a, a mud slap in the face to the American people saying, we're going to use this circus show and the office of the president to drive profit to a publisher well regardless of what it does to the people but i i'm not sure it i'm not sure this was leaked by the publisher 
I think this was at a vetting point. What is that vetting point? You must know it. Where it sent, I think, to the Pentagon or was some one branch. Well, you would think it, it would be, but again, you know, someone gets their eyes on it and they say, "Hey, let me tell you what I saw. It was passing through." Uh-huh. Because it's just the same when the Navy SEALs and sure. some of those guys write about some of their exploits. They've got to get that check in the box, make sure they don't have any classified. Well, the guy who apparently does that is the guy. You might remember who he was. I can't remember him. He was the guy who was a witness against the president. Um, he wore the uniform. Yeah, Vindman. And, yes, Vindman. Yeah. Wow. His brother, yeah. his brother is the guy that apparently checks this off. Checks this off. Stop. Yeah, that's that's what that's I what mean, Breitbart is reporting. We have not verified it ourselves. Wow. But Vindman's brother apparently is the guy that all this goes through. So I don't know if it was released by the publisher. It may have been released by Vinman's brother. Well, and I mean, you know, let's wow. obviously we don't we haven't read the book. So, uh, you know, we're, we're working with the details that are provided to us by The New York Times. Take that for what it's worth. But even if you look at what they're saying, what is so wrong? You know, Colonel, you said something about uh, doing what's in the best interest of the country and not just what's in the best interest of John Bolton. And I mean, you read even their wording and it says he didn't want to release the aid unless there were investigations. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Well, where is the smoking gun there? Is because if there job? was corruption. Uh, he would <laughs> think that's his job. He's a steward of our taxpayer dollars. Right. Yeah, I mean, is that not right. his job? It would have been wrong of him not to. <laughs> that's what I don't get. How is that not connecting with so many Americans? Because I think the president made a wrong call early on, or his team, somebody in, in the White House made a call to say there was no quid pro quo. Mm. Of course there's pr- quid pro quo. We're, we're just going to, what, do you think the taxpayers want us just to hand money out and say, hey, no strings attached, right. do what it, whatever, you lose it, you, you money laundering, like you use it for $150 billion dollars on a jetliner flying don't over. Don't worry, right? yeah, don't like worry that. about it. That's wholly irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, because I think Donald Trump had been so abused during the Russian uh, investigation. And the thing that really mattered to him, at least in the first two years, I think, was I'm a legitimate president. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Russia didn't win this for me. I won. So he's so in that mode. And when it came to, you know, uh, oh, look, look, he was trying to throw the next election. He wanted a quid pro quo. He's looking, in my feeling, he's looking at this as, they're saying I'm going to steal this next election, yeah. too. Yeah. There is none of that going on. And so I think that's where the muddy, the water got muddy yeah. with him. I would have said very simply, you, you, why do you think the Sunnis stopped shooting at us in Iraq? Because we gave them money. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And so what was that quid pro quo? We'll give you money. You stop shooting at us. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Afghanistan. This goes on all the time. And you're right. Uh, I think that if you have good tight messaging and the right people to go out to say, let me give you an example of how this happens in our foreign policy every single day. Every day. day. Yeah. Well, the, the, Democrat, the Republicans did do that on Saturday. They said, yeah. oh, holding back foreign aid? Yep. It was, it, Donald Trump's done it five times in the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's not just Ukraine. How come you only care about Ukraine? Mm-hmm. What about all the rest yeah. of them? Pakistan. Yeah. Should we, should we give money to Pakistan? We know they're harboring you know, Islamic jihadist groups within their borders. But so has every president. Yes. Yes. Because it's part of business. It's, it's part of normal. what you do when you govern the freest nation. Every single day on Capitol Hill, sure. this is what's happening. Yep. 
All right. Uh, more bad news for Joe Biden as we get closer to the Iowa caucus when we come back. It'll be bad news for us. Knock him out. Yeah. Where are they going to go to? Yeah. I actually it's almost crazy. want them to run him as they want to. we get back into the program, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So you may think if you have your security system set up at home that all of your stuff, your house, is protected, right? If a thief comes in and tries to steal your stuff or anything in your house, uh, you know, their alarm will come off, the cops will show up, and nothing will happen. But have you considered that a thief can actually go online and steal your home's title and mortgage just right out from under you, online, and you never know it? You're not going to know it unless, like, I don't know, they sell it and you lose all of your equity. Or, I don't know, they show up at the door and they're like, hello, we just bought your house from this random person that wasn't you. Yeah, you don't want that to happen to you. The FBI calls uh, home title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. You're not gonna know because uh, no identity theft program, no bank, nothing protects you except home title lock. So home title lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage, and they're constantly monitoring it. So if someone comes in, tries to hack into it, forge your signature, they are on it and they will shut it down and help protect your home's equity. Uh, we have got you 60 risk-free days of protection. All you have to do is go to hometitlelock.com, register your address and see if you've already been a, been a victim. Because, like I just said, you're not going to know unless you go and register your address at HomeTitleLock.com. Don't let this happen to you. I know your equity is everything. It's most people's retirement. you got to go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address. Make sure you are not already a victim of home title uh, fraud. All right, new polls, uh, several different new polls in Iowa and New Hampshire show... This is this is really, really tough to swallow. Bernie Sanders in full surge. Of course, the Iowa caucus is uh, a week from today. And Bernie Sanders, very latest poll in Iowa. Bernie Sanders is at 30 percent. Joe Biden at 21 percent. Elizabeth Warren at 11 percent in one of them. Another one. uh, Let's see. Biden was at uh, 17 percent. Bernie Sanders at 25 percent. And then in New Hampshire, a poll released late last week shows Sanders with a commanding 12-point lead over everyone, Buttigieg in second and Biden in third. Uh, and let me just give you this. Real clear politics, you know how they keep that running average of all of the polls. Uh, in Iowa, Sanders has gone from 18% just on December 1st to 25% this week. And then Warren has gone from 225 and she's done the reverse, and gone down to uh, 13.5%. Glenn, um... Should we be terrified yet? Uh, I can't imagine uh, the Democrats actually nominating him in the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be pockets where he's just rock solid. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that would stand. Um, I hope it does. I really, really? do. The, all of the people who are at all moderate, and I mean moderate now is like, yeah, we can kill babies once they're born. I mean, that (laughs) kind of moderate compared to his followers. Um, I I just don't see them going out to campaign or vote for him no matter how much they hate Donald Trump. The the country right now, at least, this can change, but right now it's pretty comfortable. It doesn't like what's going on in Washington, but it also – it also doesn't like socialism. Mm-hmm. And he's got this weird thing to where he's not part of the system, 
So he kind of has this Donald Trump kind of feel to him mm-hmm. where anything could happen. Um, but I, uh, he's also a, yeah, I mean, you know, I would put him in a communist camp yeah. with yeah. what he's yeah. done. He's, yeah. a, he's a communist. Yeah. And America does not Need want that. a communist. Yeah, especially when you look at where we are economically in the United States of America right now. You know, the fact that Bernie Sanders said, I don't know how much it's going to cost yeah. these, these plans that I have out there. That's not the guy you want to give the keys to the economic car right now. The guy that honeymooned in the Soviet Union, a guy that kind of praised Hugo Chavez and look how things are going in Venezuela. We were talking off off camera. They have driven themselves in an untenable position. Like Glenn just said, if you have a Bernie Sanders as your nominee, then there's a contingent of the Democrat Party saying, "Uh uh-uh, no way. May not vote for Trump, but they're going to say, I'm not showing up. And if you have someone else, if it's a Biden then you got the, this whole other side that said, one of his uh, operatives, if Bernie's not the nominee, we're going to burn Milwaukee down. Mm-hmm. This is how off the charts these folks have, have gotten. So I don't think that this is appealing to your real everyday average Joe and Jane six pack out there in the United States of America to have the guy that was the professor on, uh, you know, Back to the Future running their country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you were you surprised at all? That's you, an insult to Doc. <laughs> I know. You I'm mentioned sorry. the um, the CBS interview where Bernie Sanders actually said, well, nobody knows how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Are you going to I can't tell you how much it's going to cost. Nobody knows how much it's going to cost. Were you surprised to see that CBS reporter push back on him the way that she did? Yes and no, because I think there's going to come a time and and Glenn understands that they cannot allow this to be the face of their part. They understand that that is the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. for them. That's why Hillary Clinton came out and said, nobody likes him. (laughs) He never got anything done. Two things. uh, uh, When I was out in Hollywood, I met with some very big corporate people left as they as they come. And they said privately. No way. Mm. We, if if they put Warren or Sanders in, it will destroy the economy. It will destroy mm-hmm. our companies. While we're not telling the crazy actors this, and sure. we they generally believe the same crap, yeah. uh, they're running as far as they can. One last thing. I found a clip from my show in 2004. If you remember when Jimmy Carter had Michael Moore in the presidential box mm-hmm. at the Democratic convention, and I went back... And I found that monologue because I saw what's going on right now. And I thought, I, I think I predicted this then. Wow. And in that monologue, I said, you think you are using them as fuel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're going to find out shortly that they're communists, they're revolutionaries. Yeah. And when they have the upper hand, They'll eat you. Yes. Yeah. And that's yes. exactly what yeah. they're doing right now. That's what I was about to say. You're going to see Bernie slide down that side towards communism quickly. If he's the nominee, it's going to go bad so quick. And they know it. Look, let's go talk to the CFO of Warner Brothers and Sony, right, and MGM. Ask that guy. Mm-hmm. You want Bernie or, or Elizabeth? And they'll say, no. No, actually, quietly, privately, it's going really well. Right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the commander in chief we have today, it's always going to be the wallet. The American people will vote their wallet because mm-hmm. it actually has made an impact. Now, if we slide into, I mean, I'm concerned about this coronavirus. I'm talking if it's epidemic, right. yeah. kind of, you know, our worst case scenario, that's going to really impact the economy. It already yeah. is yeah. in China. It's going to impact the world's economy. If this thing starts to crater, 
then that dynamic changes because then people are going to be hungry and they're going to be like, what, you know, I need help. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a fast turn. But remember, it wasn't really until July that I think it was Lehman Brothers. To, no, Bear Stearns, Bear Stearns. took yes. that hit really? in July and it was Lehman Brothers in September, October. And all of a sudden, only thing anybody talked about was the economy. But I don't think anyone is going to turn it over to someone like a Bernie Sanders. But I tell you, the, the person that's sitting back and just waiting for all this chaos is Michael Bloomberg. This is playing right into yes. his hands. That's why he said, I'm not competing in any of this early stuff. I'm going to sit back and wait for Super Tuesday. Mm, great point. All right, back in a minute. Going to be the guy who rides in on the white horse. Mm. He thinks. But again, nobody's ever done it before. Oh, like anything is. Hey, don't forget, we've got overtime coming up next. Uh, you can watch it on blazetv.com. We've got uh, some media coverage of Kobe Bryant's sudden death from the helicopter crash. Uh, some people suspended. Was it the right thing to do or was it not? We will get into that conversation. Also, we talked about it a couple times in the show coronavirus. The coronavirus has hit the United States. Should we be all freaking out or should we just calm down and wait? We will have that analysis for you as well. You got to go to blazetv.com to catch it. We'll see you there. Did you see the report from that nurse? Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Everyone probably has already heard Lakers legend Kobe Bryant uh, died in a helicopter crash along with, I think there were like six other people yeah. uh, on the helicopter, including his 13-year-old uh, Gianna um, and then uh, several other families. And uh, first of all, our thoughts and prayers going out to all of the victims. Uh, apparently there was some very dense fog and the helicopter had uh, some trouble lifting itself up from the Calabasas Hills and Canyons that they were located. Um, but I kind of want to get into the media coverage of this because, you know, now that we live, especially in the social media world, mm -hmm. You can't help but see the knee-jerk reactions, the immediate reactions from uh, the media whenever something like this happens, whenever tragedy strikes. Uh, and I want to hear from you guys whether or not you think that it is okay um, or if we should be maybe waiting a certain amount of time or if we shouldn't speak ill of anyone at all. Um, just kind of want to get your take on that. So a Washington Post reporter was suspended after she wrote a series of tweets about Kobe Bryant's uh, rape case. And this was, I think, 20 minutes after news headlines broke that he had died. Um, Washington Post reporter Felicia Sanmez deleted her tweets, you know, after all of this happened. But she tweeted out an article that was Kobe Bryant's. Uh, can you guys go back to that one really quickly, please? It said Kobe Bryant's disturbing rape case, the DNA evidence, the accuser's story and the half confession. Uh, she went on to write a tweet about, you know, well, I know this is three years old. Uh, I didn't write it, but um, any public figure is worth remembering in their totality, even if that public figure uh, is beloved. And that's totally unsettling that folks are responding with rage and tweets toward me because I posted this piece is, you know, speaks volumes about the pressure to just stay silent. 
Um, Colonel, I want to get your thoughts first on whether or not you thought that it was fair for a member of the mainstream media to tweet something like that with that headline of, you know, the DNA evidence, the half confession, uh, and just kind of the way that that was, that that was portrayed mm-hmm. instantly after Kobe Bryant's death. It was completely inappropriate. I, I mean, I don't think anyone can debate that. Uh, and I think most of us believe in redemption. There are so many of those athletes that have done you know, something wrong in their lives. But here's a guy, he came into the NBA at 17. Mm-hmm. He is the youngest player ever to score a point in the National Basketball Association. And he became a good father. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was there with his 13-year-old daughter and they were going to go coach some other 13-year-old girls at a basketball camp, mm-hmm. just let it go. Yeah. But again, this, this sensationalism that some people have in the media that they just can't find the, the basic sense of humanity. Mm-hmm. And so they were absolutely right to suspend her, and this was totally uncalled for. What do you think, Yaku? You know, treat others as you want to be treated, right? We go back to the good book, which leads me in my life, and they've so abandoned common decency and common morality in our country. We need to return with some morality. Remember, there's a 17-year-old daughter, mm. a sister, they just lost a father and a sister. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, come on, man. Where, wh- what if it happened to you, this reporter? Right. W- would you not want your family to be at least thought of in how we just celebrate the man? Because who around this table is blameless in our mm-hmm. past? Mm-hmm. Ooh, nobody. Look, Jesus looks and says, if you have a stone, cast it if you're blameless, right? It's so easy. And again, it's the movement on the left. The, their, their attention span is about this short yeah. You know, and they act like they're blameless. And oh, oh, in this hour, we need to remind people that there was a rape case on Kobe. Can we not just for a second, one, honor all the families on the chopper? That's something that mm-hmm. bothered me, right? Mm-hmm. I love Kobe. Right. I do. Yes. Right? And although we don't want the names of the others, just, hey, we also pray for your families because yeah. there's other people hurting too. And the pilot. The mm-hmm. pilot, nobody's mm-hmm. talking about this, but they were so quick. And then, of course, the conspiracy theory is, is this is an assassination? Or right. Is this payback? Come on, people. Common decency needs to return to our country because in, in your world, that's what we fight for in this country. Mm-hmm. The right also to love other Americans freely and, and care for people. And it's sickening to me when that happens because that's about her. That whole article was about her. Right. That well, was about her. yes. And, uh, you know... It wasn't a half confession, I would just like to yeah. point out. I mean, the, the, the sexual assault case was dismissed, but it wasn't necessarily a half confession. He apologized. Uh, he believed that the sex was consensual, but he understood that maybe she didn't feel the same way. To me, that's a very big move because that's opening mm-hmm. yourself up for a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, criticism. Yeah. But I do think that that's very human of someone to say, and I think that it's very normal for someone to say, I thought that this was totally up and above, you know, board in hindsight. Maybe she didn't think that or maybe there was Mm -hmm. something, you know, but it doesn't seem like the actions of someone who's guilty, which may be why it was dismissed, uh, uh, to say to admit to the actual act and just say uh, maybe she was like she she didn't tell me something that maybe she needed to tell me. Um, So, you know, I just something about that half-confession wording just really grinds my gears because the case was dismissed. Sarah, how would you throw a stab at a guy that's now going to be in his grave? Right. 
a man that can't defend himself. Over a case that was dismissed. Come on, I man. mean, if, if, there was, if, if it, it was, went somewhere, well, I mean, maybe and, and he's not even in his grave. Right. He's not even yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Minutes. Yeah. Minutes. We don't even know why the plane, why yeah. the chopper fell. I mean, it's just, it, it's sickening. I stand with the, it's just, look, nothing to debate about it. It's no. wrong. I mean, in. Uh, unfortunately, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was also an MSNBC reporter who uh, I believe that she was fired. This is crazy to me. Uh, you want to talk about knee-jerk reactions. She was fired over what seems to be a flub in her words. Um, she was talking about Kobe Bryant for whatever reason. She, you know, she's in the moment. She thinks that she's supposed to say Knicks, but then she says Lakers ends up saying nakers, which was mistaken for the oh, N-word, yeah. and she actually gets yeah. fired over this. Watch this. See what you think about it. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Nakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to go uh, to Bill Rope. She's fired for that? She's, she was fired. And she, of course, she even, she tweeted out a statement that said earlier today while reporting on Kobe Bryant's passing, uh, I unfortunately stuttered on air combining the names of Knicks and Lakers to say Nakers. Please know I did not and would never mm -hmm. use a racist term. I apologize for the confusion this caused. Um, I don't understand how it causes any confusion because if you look at the huh. context of what she's saying. But she corrected herself within a second. Immediately, yes, right? I mean, if, you're, if you're going on air and you're like, I'm going all out and I'm saying the N-word on air, you don't correct but, yourself but, immediately. But that is how sensitive and how PC everything has become. Yeah. That here is probably a young lady. She may not be an aficionado of NBA basketball. Right, probably not. She's yeah, an MSNBC yeah. reporter. So Absolutely. Why and so, you know, in her mind, she's up in New York, so she's thinking Knicks. But the guy play for the Lakers and so she made a flub mm -hmm. and you know no harm no foul mm -hmm. you just move on from it right yeah well unfortunately not in this yeah, day we'll and see. age in 2020 you don't move on from anything you just cancel anyone who ever makes a mistake even if it's a completely unintentional mistake mm -hmm. we all talk for a living yes right I mean who among us hasn't flubbed a word or mixed up your words or whatever it often if you all the sit time. in that chair with three hours of sleep yeah you know, I mean, come on, and things going on at home, you're a mom, and right. look, it's life, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and you said something, we have, we have willingly grown a nation with such thin skin. Mm -hmm. My word, I mean, come on, people. I mean, she immediately corrects herself, right? We're so PC, we can't breathe. I mean, you may breathe in the wrong direction. Again, it just comes back to just, let's just get back to logic. Use your common sense. Imme listen to the clip. Yeah. She corrects herself immediately. Yeah. It was just, it was a stutter. How do you how do you think we got to that place? Do you, is it parenting? No question. When when you talk about we're a fatherless nation, mm -hmm. no yes. doubt. When you talk one hundred percent, I can tell you that we fight sex trafficking. Right, mm -hmm. over ninety percent of our societal issues is we've removed the father from the yep. home. We've incentivized him to leave. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've emasculated him yep. completely. Right? And now all of a sudden we've got a society falling apart because young men don't know the way. Young women don't know real love because a dad wasn't the first one to tell her, you're valuable, you have worth, etc. And moms are doing their best, right? But now we're telling the mom, oh, you don't need a husband. Mm -hmm. You want a career? You can't have a husband and a career. You can't be a mom and a career woman and a wife, mm -hmm. right? This is how we got here, right? And, and if you think of the left, how would you deconstruct this nation? You deconstruct, not militarily, nobody can take us. You deconstruct it from within. The Trojan horse is morality. Mm -hmm. Father out of the house. Mm. Look at the African-American community. I was just going to say, 
You know, I, I was born in 1961 in a, a blacks only hospital. But in 1961, the two parent household in the black community was 77%. Wow. Today is 24%. Mm. And I've said. And all you got it, it, it is totally, and, and you can look at all the second and third order things that you have seen within that community, and it comes from the lack of those strong fatherly figures mm -hmm. in the home. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, so the coronavirus mm. has now hit the United States. It, of course, has killed more than 80 people now in China so far. And uh, we had discussed this earlier in the show, but there's, you know, over 50 million people who are being quarantined, mm. which, again, I... I don't know how you do that, but uh, it's China. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do whatever. Yeah, they do whatever <laughs> they, they want. Their government. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not free. Yeah, no, they are not. Uh, yeah. But the U.S. has has five confirmed cases mm -hmm. of this new coronavirus from China. They were all among people who actually traveled to yeah. that part of the area uh, at the center of the outbreak. There's someone from L.A., there's someone from Arizona. Uh, I know that there was someone from Brazos County yeah, here in Texas, Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of panic going on right now. I know the stock market was, was reflecting mm -hmm. that as well. Um, I would like to know, should I be more worried than I am? Because I look at this and I think to myself, you know, a couple years ago, we had the H1N1 scare with the mm -hmm. swine flu. Mm -hmm. That didn't end up being a huge deal in the United States. Uh, you know, every couple years, it seems like we have these new viruses that come out and they do a lot of damage in China and they migrate here. Mm -hmm. And because of our healthcare system, because of our, you know, our mm -hmm. sanitation system, because, uh, you know, we don't have the concentrated amount of people in one area mm -hmm. like China does, we're able to, you know, control it. We're able to get our people seen and you know, by doctors, and it doesn't spread at the rate that things spread in China. Am I just being naive? No, I don't think you're being naive. I think you're being reasonable, and I think that we have all of the fail-safe processes and procedures in place. That's why we have a CDC, a Center for Disease Control, that can get ahead of this thing and be proactive. So the important thing is that every one of the cases that have happened here in America, we know that they were there in that area, ground zero. Yes. And so that's the first thing we would do. We will make sure that we seal it off. And if someone has traveled to that area, then you know we get them to the hospital and uh, we keep them under observation. So I think that's a good thing. But again, when you have this onerous government like what you have in China. This is the failure. Yeah. Now, and, and again, coming back to Bernie Sanders, we talked about yeah. earlier, he wants government to... Is that what you want? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, so they can just quarantine everybody because you're yeah. so afraid of government. And, and you're right. Look, we've done a great job, Ebola, you know, mm -hmm. courting it off, saying let's treat it. We, we live in a phenomenal country where we can do these things. But I want to throw you a curveball on this thing. Okay. You know? Now you've got a media... Not you, not this, not the blaze, yeah. but CNN, MSNBC, that cries wolf all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, how great would it be if we could actually trust a source like that and say, hey, this is the actual outright numbers. This is where it's happening. Now, if you hear something to CNN, I wouldn't trust them as they told me it was 5,000 cases or one case. Because I don't know, are they spinning something? Mm -hmm. What's happening? And it's just a shame that, that the distribution now of information to the major channels can't be trusted. So it's networks like The Blaze. Mm -hmm. But I think this country has things in place with the CDC where we have historically shown that 
in these situations, and I understand this is serious, yeah. but so is Ebola. Right. Ebola is serious, right? Mm -hmm. Well, right. We can contain it. Yes. Uh, it. Uh, well, right, because, I mean, to, to your point really quickly, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, in the Congo and places like that, no. There are hundreds and hundreds of people dying from things like Ebola. It comes over here. You don't see that because yeah. we have a system that just that cracks down on it immediately. Right. Yeah. It uh, works. Our uh, system I'm works. Just, Thank you for, for right, right. I'm so just, Medicare I'm just for waiting, all. I'm just waiting for someone at CNN to say Trump caused the corona. Right. <laughs> uh, that's not that far fetched. No, it's, it's not. not. No, I mean, Buttigieg says that well, it's Trump's fault that yeah, the Iranians sure. shot down that plane. That's true. Right. A commercial airliner. Yeah, thank you very much. That's yeah. a great point. Uh, certainly, Medicare for all will only uh, help with the uh, healthcare I, I, system look, we have now to deal with things like the coronavirus when it comes over. I right? lived in Canada, okay, under <laughs> socialism. I know what it looks like when people stand in line. You do not want Bernie or Warren. How about any of them? Any of them. <laughs> yeah. When an outbreak happens. Yes. Okay, come on. Oh, amen. All right. Friday's poll who has more skeletons in their closet? Hillary Clinton took it away. 87% Hillary Clinton won this one, followed by Joe Biden at 9% and uh, Donald Trump at 4%. Interesting. Yeah, wow. I wouldn't think that anyone... Wow, would they had it. him under Biden. You would have thought they would have tweaked the numbers a little bit. He should be way under Biden. He should. Yes, that's he should be. Way. He should be... Like 1%, not, not 0%. Not mentioned. Right? <laughs> I mean, comparatively speaking, when you've got Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. No, because everything Trump has been discussed. So yeah, the skeletons, he doesn't have anything in the closet. That's Everything's great, out. That is a great point because, I mean, they only investigated the man for three years. Yeah. And the worst they have, we've already seen, which the is Clintons nothing. Clintons should be at the top of that list. Plural. <laughs> that, that's a great point. Uh, today's poll, will the Senate impeachment trial end this week or will the Democrats find a way to stretch it out into next week? Uh, I, so I go back and forth with this, um, not just on what I think is going oh, yeah. to happen, but what I want to happen. Do yeah. I want to see a full-blown trial with everyone called as witnesses, you do Hunter Biden, everyone? Or do we want to just put an end to this? Don't give, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi any teeth to what she, I mean, this is, this mm -hmm. is on her, right? She yes. didn't do a thorough investigation. Yes. She presented a flimsy case. And part of me thinks it should be treated as such and not given any credibility. The mm -hmm. other part of me wants Donald Trump to be vindicated, wants all of the Biden corruption to come out and would love to see Hunter Biden, uh, you know, fumbling on the stand. What do you think? If it continues on, you give them credibility. Yes. If you cut it off right now, you kneecap them. So cut it off. All right, you agree? From a, from a military man, a little Sun Tzu here, yeah. right? Take the victory and be done with it. And yeah. it'll be in a distant memory. Why, why have to go add insult to injury? Which is what would happen. Yes, mm. Hunter Biden would fumble and yes. But why, why play with a serpent? Mm. Cut the head off. Mm. Like mm -hmm. Tuesday. Call for a vote Wednesday. Done. If, if he stays in the White House, it's a victory. Yeah. In the story, just yeah. be done with it. Also, it'd be nice to not see Adam Schiff on television anymore. Uh, let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, it was lovely to have you guys. Always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you sure. for being oh, here. Thank we'll you. see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. That was a great show. Yeah. yeah. I love that. She got She's challenged. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.